a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Here. Resistance is futile. This, indeed, you are called. Is it's in my hand. Fan effect. And have fun. Get excited. Whoop whoop. Excited. 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 The books of our childhood now streaming to life on Netflix. Well, season two of The Babysitter's Club. I loved those books. Well, it just dropped this week. Yeah, excellent stuff. Joining us now for all the details and suggestions of what to watch this weekend, we've got Andy Farnsworth of KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. Good morning, Andy. Good morning. Well, we got a couple of things. We got stuff for grown-ups, and we got uh, stuff for the kids and the family as well. Let's probably start with the grown-ups first because the biggest name movie of the week is The Last Duel from 20th Century Studios. It's a big-budget medieval epic from director Ridley Scott, starring Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, and Jodie Comer. But I have to warn you that it is really about a heavy subject matter, and it is a very difficult thing to watch, despite what the trailers make it look like. The Last Duel is set in the 1300s. It's based on a book written in 2004. It's apparently the true story based on historical source materials about the last officially recorded and sanctioned duel to the death in France's history. The duel is between Jean de Carouge, played by Matt Damon, and Jacques Legree, played by Adam Driver. De Carouge is a poor but respected knight for the teenage King Charles VI. And, he's ma- and uh, de Carouge is married to Marguerite, played by Jodie Comer. Now, Legree is a squire who at one time was a close friend of Jean de Carouge, but the two became estranged when Legree starts being favored by Ben Affleck's wealthy Count Pierre. Ben Affleck has this weird blonde goatee. It's, anyway, the duel in the title comes about because Marguerite claims that Legree came to her house while her husband was away and assaulted her. Because she has no legal standing, her husband has to pursue charges, and he convinces the king to allow them to duel to the death. But the condition of the duel is that if de Carouge loses, then Marguerite must be lying and then she'll also be executed. The last duel is rated R for pretty much every reason possible. It has content that will be disturbing to many viewers and it's playing only in theaters. Now another option for adults is also based on a true story. It's a new miniseries streaming on Hulu called Dope Sick, and it tells the story of the beginnings of the opioid epidemic in the United States and how it can pretty much be traced to a single company. It also looks at the epicenter of America's struggle with opioid addiction from the boardrooms of Big Pharma to a small Virginia mining community to the hallways of the Drug Enforcement Agency. And it's inspired by a book, the New York Times bestselling book by Beth Macy. Now it may very well make you start thinking about some pharmaceutical companies the same way you do about tobacco companies. The eight-episode series stars Michael Keaton, Peter Sarsgaard, Will Poulter, Caitlin Deaver, and Rosario Dawson. Three episodes are already available to watch, and new episodes will drop each week. Dope Sick is rated TVMA for language and content, so keep the kids away from this one, too. Now, 
Now let's talk about the family-friendly fair. Did you or your siblings or friends ever read The Babysitter's Club when you were kids? Yes, I read them all. <laughs> well, even if you didn't, <laughs> I didn't, but my sister did, you can still enjoy the TV series streaming on Netflix right now. Season two of the show, based on the much-loved and best-selling books, just premiered this week. The series follows the friendship and adventures of seven friends as they start their own babysitting business in Stony Brook, Connecticut. In season two, as the demand for their club continues to grow, founders Christy, Marianne, Claudia, Stacy, and Don have now welcomed Welcome two new members to their ranks. I hope those names mean something to you because I've only seen half the series. So. <laughs> With a new school year coming, boom, uh, it comes booming business, new relationships, personal journeys, and important lessons. The girls will need to lean on the friendships made through the club to get through it all. It's surprisingly hard to find shows as innocent and full of harmless fun as this. The Babysitter's Club is rated TVG, so there's nothing that parents need to worry about their kids watching. Season 2 consists of eight half-hour episodes, which are all available now on Netflix, as well as all ten of the episodes of Season 1, if you need to catch up. And Alicia Silverstone plays the mom of Christy, so there's at least one face you'll recognize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, guys, finally, we're getting closer to Halloween. So if you're looking at something a bit more scary, but not too bad, there's this new series from Disney Plus called Just Beyond. The show is inspired by the writings of R.L. Stein, the author of the Goosebumps books. Just Beyond is an eight-episode anthology series, which means each one is an individual story that's not connected to the others. Each episode introduces viewers to a new cast of characters who must go on a surprising journey of self-discovery in a supernatural world of witches, aliens, or ghosts, and parallel universes. You'll see some familiar faces in the series, like McKenna Grace, who will be in the new Ghostbusters movie next month, Nassim Pedrad from Saturday Night Live, and Henry Thomas, who is Elliot in E.T., but he's all grown up now, in one that's about aliens, believe it or not. <laughs> the episodes acknowledge teenage struggles such as bullying, fear, pressure, and anxiety, but through supernatural storylines, it'll keep kids on the edge of their seats. Honestly, having watched a few episodes, I thought it's really kind of like the Twilight Zone, but for kids. Okay. Yeah, kid so, yeah it, it is. It, it's so, it, it's fairly hard. Like, there's a couple times where I thought, this is a kid's, but it, it veers it safe it after it seems a little bit stressful. But there's a, there was a Henry Thomas right there. Just Beyond's rated TVPG, and while content-wise it has nothing overly worrisome, does have a lot of the usual kids are good at everything and know everything and adults are bad and ignorant vibe that's prevalent in a lot of kids' shows today. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> All eight episodes of Just Beyond are available right now on Disney+. Plus. Each one is a half hour or less. And just a reminder, if you'd like more details on The Last Duel, it's, it's pretty heavy mm. stuff. Like, you probably ought to get the full depth before you decide to go see Did that Did you one. like it, though? Uh, okay, leave it there. Kind of yeah. walked away just <laughs> like that. Yeah, so go to, right yeah, KSL But TV you love the Babysitter's Club. But the Babysitter's Club was cute. I, it grew I, on you. Look, I have teenage and younger daughters, that so I was more okay it. with it. As a boy, I was like, are you kidding me? But <laughs> okay. as a girl dad, hey, as, as a girl dad, hashtag, yes. I did like it. I'm always looking for things I can actually watch with my daughter yes. that I will not actually cringing. want to watch. Mm -hmm. Because I read those. Those are the books of our generation. Yeah. I, I want to read those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and if you want them to be a little bit scared but not too scared, then you have Just Beyond. So you can do both. But anyway, KSLTV.com is where I have a full review of okay. The Last Duel. If you're thinking about seeing that, you're on the fence, yeah. check that out first. Just, that so that first. You, just so you know what you're getting into. Okay, yeah. Andy, thanks. You're welcome. Hi, producer Kellyanne here. And you have just heard Andy's general thoughts on what to watch this weekend from his appearance on KSLTV. Now, here are his deeper reviews from KSLTV.com. Hi, I'm Andy Farnsworth from KSL News Radio and KSL's Fan Effect Podcast. 
I'm also the movies and pop culture guy for KSL 5 today, and this is my review of The Last Duel from 20th Century Studios. I'm just going to start off by saying that several parts of this movie were very difficult to watch, and I want to warn you that the key plot point of The Last Duel is rape. It's the reason the characters are dueling in the first place, though this film is based on a true story, and I think making it difficult to watch was by the filmmaker's design while trying to make a larger point. Nevertheless, I completely understand if this is a subject that makes you not want to go any further. Having said that, when you look at the cast list, writers and director of The Last Duel, you can't help but take notice. Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Ben Affleck, and Jodie Comer star in the movie. Ridley Scott directed it. Damon and Affleck, who won an Oscar the last time they wrote a screenplay together, wrote the script for this movie, along with Nicole Holofcener. The trailer teases an immersive medieval tale of knights in combat, betrayal and vengeance, and all that does happen. But it's more than balanced out by the weighty subject matter, the brutality of the living conditions of the time, having to watch a sexual assault more than once in the movie, and the uncomfortable notion that for victims of those assaults, certain things appear not to have changed much in the past 600 years. The Last Duel is set in the 1300s in France. It's based on a book written in 2004 by author Eric Yeager and is apparently a true story based on historical source materials about the last officially recorded and sanctioned duel to the death, officially known as Trial by Combat. The duel is between Jean de Carouge, played by Matt Damon, and Jacques Legree, played by Adam Driver. De Carouge is a poor but respected knight for the teenage king, Charles VI, and he's married to Marguerite, played by Jodie Comer. Legree is a squire who at one time was a close friend of de Carouge, but the two became estranged when Legree starts being favored by Ben Affleck's wealthy Count Pierre d'Alençon. Quite a bit of the movie is spent setting up the world they live in, one filled with poverty, disease, taxes, class systems, and war against someone or other always on the horizon. But all of it leads to what happens after de Carouge returns home from a particular trip to Paris. His wife Marguerite tells him that while he was gone, Legree showed up at their home and raped her. But she has no legal means to accuse him without her husband's help as rape was considered a crime against the husband at the time. Despite Legree trying to make the whole thing go away, de Carouge takes the case all the way to the king, who eventually decrees the two will battle it out to the death, thus allowing God to decide who's guilty. Oh, and if de Carouge loses and is killed, Marguerite dies too, because obviously that means she was lying. Each of the movie's three acts tells the story from a different point of view. De Carouge first, then Legree, and finally Marguerite. So you see some of the same events multiple times. But no question the filmmakers treat Marguerite's third act point of view as the definitive one. I thought that was kind of unique and effective in showing how their perceptions affected their actions. This method also forces the viewer, it almost forces them to consider when you see how Marguerite is treated, how little some things have changed, and how humiliating the experience can be for the victim. In Marguerite's case, there was also the added stress that she would die if her husband lost the duel. The flip side of seeing the same story from different points of view is that unfortunately it means you have to watch the assault on Marguerite twice. Once from Legree's point of view, then from hers. It's difficult to do. It may be one thing to read about this attack in a book, but it's very different to have to watch it. I can't imagine what it would be like for someone who's actually been through something like this to watch it at all. The Last Duel is deservedly rated R for many reasons. Obviously, the assault alone warrants an R rating, but there's other sexual content, nudity, language in the film as well. It's also a Ridley Scott movie, so that means plenty of violence and war-related blood and gore. I really think this movie will have a limited audience appeal, especially in theaters. Add to that the fact that it's two and a half hours long, due in part to showing the story from three points of view, and in part needing time to set the scene so the viewer can understand the stakes involved and the impact of the character's decisions. 
But I really struggled with how I felt about The Last Duel. For me, the strongest portion of the film was in the final third when we see what Marguerite is risking to bring the accusation forward and also how everyone around her reacts to it. For better or worse, the movie was on my mind a lot the next few days after seeing it. But the valid issues the movie raises and whatever might be worthwhile to take from watching this film, in my opinion, was overshadowed by the graphic content that I thought went unnecessarily too far too often. And it's the reason, the main reason I personally can't recommend it to most people. I give The Last Duel two out of four stars and it's playing exclusively in theaters. No streaming options for a while. Thanks for watching. I hope you and your family found this review helpful and I invite you to check out some of my other in-depth reviews of movies and streaming TV shows on ksltv.com. I'll see you there. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.